Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 525th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, We'll be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. Well, what a chaotic week of upheaval in college football, which instantly becomes one of my all-time bizarre stories of the week, as the game we know and love, college football, changed forever this past Friday. Uh, we all know by now what happened. It was uh, started slowly last week. It's really started most recently with Colorado going from the Pac-12 to the Big 12, back to their original home where they were members for years and years. And it ended on Friday, at least for the time being, uh, where... Oregon and Washington departed the Pac-12 for the Big 12, which is now, I guess, going to be maybe the Big 18. <laughs> and uh, and then Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah uh, joined the Big 12. And again, the number 12 is not going to hold up very long. It's already past that. And... Uh, the Big 12, let's not forget, they were on life support just a couple months ago. And uh, what a role reversal, where it was the Pac-12 is now down to the Pac-4. Hard to believe, almost impossible to say it. And that consists of Washington State, Stanford, Cal, and Oregon State. And pretty amazing when you think about it. Uh, Stanford... Of all schools, great academic institution, as we know, with a terrific sports program, uh, are, are now basically part of what is currently the Pac-4. How long that will change, it could change by the end of this show in the next hour. But uh, rest assured, you have to assume things are afoot. Uh, but, you know, Washington State, Cal, and Oregon State as well uh, as the remaining members, along with Stanford, of the Pac-4, where are they going to land? That is now uh, the last great question. We also have Florida State, uh, where the president went public saying they want more money. Uh, So that throws the entire ACC, uh, including Clemson, Florida State and Clemson, of course, the two big football schools out of 
that conference. So suddenly the ACC seems to be uh, in a bit of turmoil as well. So it is just uh, a week like no other is really the only way to say it. Um, the news coming down last week was just jolting. Um, the Pac-12, at least the most recent official name is the Pac-12. Uh, uh, I guess we, I guess we can call it the Pac-4, but for, I guess this year it's the Pac-12 or more. Um, you know, a glamour conference. I mean, who among us uh, doesn't remember? You know. Anybody over the age of 50 remembers how exciting it always was to tune into the, for instance, USC-UCLA game. I, speaking of that game, I found myself wondering, you know, it was typically in the Coliseum, uh, but it, I've been to the Rose Bowl and it makes me wonder what's going to happen with the Rose Bowl now. As we all know, it was always Big Ten versus uh, Pac-10 to go old school. And... Uh, very often, you know, USC versus Ohio State, on and on and on, the matchups. But again, every November was USC-UCLA. Uh, just a game where people on the East Coast, like myself, that grew up there, that was a must-see TV because you didn't get to see them all that much. Uh, we haven't even talked about the implications beyond football. UCLA, where are they going to – I mean, they're going to the Big Ten – uh, anybody who grew up in the days of the UCLA dynasty, I believe it was 11 national championships with John Wooden or thereabouts, um, <laughs> you know, uh, the all-time dynasty, of course, in college basketball. And suddenly they're not going to be in the Pac-12. And I can remember vividly uh, staying up late when fine games finally were being uh, the famous UCLA games and teams were on late at night, like 11 p.m., midnight, whatever, back in the East Coast, and you'd stay up to watch them, that's for sure. <clears throat> From Lou Alcindor to Bill Walton uh, to Sidney Wicks and Curtis Rowe. Um, but for now, it's all about football. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, I still haven't gotten over the Pitt Penn State rivalry ending growing up in Western Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, now we have a whole lot of other regional rivalries that seemingly will go away. Um, and too much to just get to right now without uh, touching on some other stories from the here in the first segment. But rest assured, when AP Stedham, our resident college football expert joins us in a few minutes. We will do a real deep dive on the upheaval and chaos that is currently occurring in college football. So that leads into my low light of the week, which is the U.S. women's national soccer team getting bounced in the World Cup, their earliest exit ever. I believe it was the semifinal round when they lost on uh, in penalty kicks, uh, with the last one being in literally by a millimeter. And for those of you who don't know what it is, and certainly I didn't totally understand it till yesterday watching that. And uh, it's literally the width of a piece of paper, uh, a fingernail. 
Um, but the goal was good for Sweden, and that sent the USA home. Uh, stunning development. Kent's stunning development on one hand, and the other hand, as we know, they didn't play great ever since they got out to uh, you know New Zealand and Australia. They just haven't looked like the team we've been used to watching, the number one team in the world for so long. And so it's hard to believe that it's over uh, for them. And again, Megan Rapino, who had so many huge goals in recent World Cups, uh, uh, not to mention Olympics, um, missed a penalty kick. Shocking. Uh, I think it's the first one I read. I think it's the first one she missed since 2018. That's just mind-boggling. Um, so it just wasn't going to happen for whatever reason uh, to this team. They they just seemed uneven from the moment the you know the uh, World Cup started and their initial victory over Vietnam, which was uh, <clears throat> uneven at best. My low light, or excuse me, my highlight of the week was attending the Patriots training camp in stadium practice. I'm a season ticket member, have been for decades, uh, but I, they hosted it on Friday night at Gillette Stadium, uh, and it was the debut of what I believe is being billed as the largest television screen in America. Um, it's massive. The lighthouse end zone is now pretty much enclosed by a gigantic glass structure. In front of it is this massive, and I do mean massive, scoreboard, easily the biggest one I've ever seen, because uh, I believe it's now the biggest one anywhere. Um, and it is impressive, to put it mildly. Um, so it was really cool just to, uh, just to get out and see Patriot fans, Patriots Nation, uh, out in force and uh, first preseason game is this coming Thursday night. I plan to attend that as well, uh, hosting the Texans and uh, top one of the top draft picks, C.J. Stroud uh, at quarterback. You have to assume he'll play, unlike many others who, such as Aaron Rodgers, who were just in street clothes uh, in the Hall of Fame game uh, last week. Uh, speaking of football, we had the Hall of Fame weekend uh, out in Canton, and the speeches and whatnot, the induction were on Saturday afternoon, a departure. They've been at night for a while, but it was great, and I was particularly interested in Darrell Rivas, grew up in Aliquippa, Pennsylvania. Uh, as Chris Berman said, there must be something in the water, because Mike Ditka, Ty Law, and Tony Dorsett also grew up in Aliquippa, south of Pittsburgh, and a legendary football town, uh, with, given the names I just mentioned. And when Darrell Rivas played for the Patriots that one year, won the Super Bowl with them, uh, he lived in the suburb of Boston that I lived in, Medfield, which also had uh, Randy Moss lived there during for a period during his stint with the Patriots. Drew Bledsoe lived there. So it was really cool, and it was great to see Darrell Rivas, uh, you know, added to the lengthy list of Aliquippa legends. It was good to see also Rondé Barber inducted. Uh, I met Rondé a 
covering the Valspar Golf Tournament in Tampa, where he played for the Bucks, of course. Uh, great guy, great personality. Uh, he's beloved in Tampa and beyond. So it was just great to see him uh, also inducted into the Hall of Fame. And uh, Lionel Messi continues to be amazing in his uh, first four games, I believe it is now, scoring basically scored another couple goals. And uh, so he's already proven to be worth every penny he's getting, to say the least. And uh, yesterday in the world of golf, Bryson DeChambeau had a 58, repeat, 58. And I believe he and Jim Furyk are the only ones on the professional golf tours ever to have a 58 in competition. And uh, lastly, the Red Sox. Uh, they got swept by the Jays at Fenway Park over the weekend, going from two games out of the wild card race behind the Jays to five. And it feels to be a direct reflection of uh, the inaction at the trade deadline. And Alex Verdugo was benched. I believe he arrived late to the stadium. And so turmoil in Beantown on the Red Sox front. Uh, not good. So now let's take our break, and next up is our call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. And A.P. and I will get into the chaotic week that was last week in college football. Uh, So don't go anywhere. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time here on voiceamerica.com as humans we suffer when we believe we are not good enough we are taught we must be better look better try harder and achieve more we cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness we don't have to live this way you don't have to live this way Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus 
Freedom for Humans with Kirsten Johansson. Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call in number is 1 866 472 5788. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call in expert, AP Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well, joins us. And AP, how are you doing today? Doing well, John. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, thank you, as always, for joining us. And AP, as I started the show with in the previous segment, last week was truly a week like no other in the history of college football. The chaotic upheaval just came, uh, you know, nonstop, it felt like, and it culminated on Friday that forever alters. The, the sport of college football. And AP, dare I say, you and I have been talking about this for a long, long time, but me, you, and no one else ever saw this coming the way it unfolded last week. That's for sure. Yeah, John, I don't think so. I knew it would happen. I'm thinking maybe five years at the earliest, 10 years, probably 15 years for sure. But uh, this all came upon us so quickly, and then the direction of all the teams moving to the east. Correct. And you abandon a state like California with how many people? Are, John, I don't know the official number, 40, 50 million people. I don't understand why you have a, an anchor program in the state of California with the other California schools. I, I, don't, I don't fathom why they couldn't make that uh, s- sustainable over time, you know, 1915, I think the, uh, the the Pacific Coast had a conference of some sort. 1915, exactly. Yes. So it's a hundred and yeah. whatever, you know, uh, yeah. 110 years old almost. And, uh, you know, it's, it's now the pack four and it's hard to even utter those words. Um, and that right now consists of Stanford cow, Washington State and Oregon State are the only ones left. And right. so AP, it's, you know, in Stanford in so many ways is such a uh, huge name. Not only are, you know, uh, obviously a well-known academic institution, but AP, they're, you know, 
uh, with good football programs, legendary players, and uh, but the rest of their sports, you, you know, if I remember correctly, in recent years, they're always in the running for like the top college sports programs in America, always, and they typically right. win it. Yeah. Uh, in, in many years, so it's just kind of insane that they seem to be sitting out there, not to mention, you, you know, Cal, Cal Berkeley, uh, Oregon State, and Washington State. So I don't know where they're going to go from here. You have to believe all four of them are likely in some kind of talks with other conferences. Who knows? Uh, and oh, by the way, we also had Florida State's president uh, saying they want more money and instantly throws the ACC into a question, shall we say, along with clearly Clemson, the other yes. powerful football school. So, AP, it, it, it's just crazy. Um, again, no one, including us, could have ever predicted what, what was going to unfold last week. That's for darn sure. No, no. I mean, so you have those four teams – on the coast to yep. California, the uh, the rest in the Northwest, mm-hmm. are they going to be able to continue as the pack and fill in the fill in the dash? Right, by taking teams. And you, you you look look at for instance, let's say the Mountain West. Yeah, there are twelve teams. Correct. So are you able to take four from that other team and call it a pack eight again, or and then that team would be down to, that that league would be down to eight. Uh, or you take some independents, there's only a handful of independents, and you take some of them, uh, What? where do you look if you're the Pac-12 to fill in the dash to make it more than Pac-4? What, what, where do you, which direction? I mean, I don't know. Right. I, I don't know what to tell them. I mean, I just... Yeah, where do you where do you start? Um, I, I mean, there's only X amount of there's only I think was it ten the ten conferences in football, John? I think, and then the independents, I believe. Yeah, sounds about right. I, yep. I think that, I think that yeah. I'm just looking at one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, you mean independents like oh, Notre Dame? Independents. Yeah, yeah right. Right. Yeah. 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 So so you have you have for instance for the just the football conferences would be. It's the ACC, American, Big 12, Big 10, Conference USA, the Independence, the MAC, the Mountain West, Pac-12, SEC, Sunbelt. That's it. Right. Right. Exactly. That comprises the 131. Yeah. Well, the big sticking point, I mean, the Mountain West geographically, but I don't know that geography matters anymore. I think we've learned one thing last week, (laughs) you know, and when Texas and Oklahoma went to the SEC, and of course, USC and UCLA went to the Big 10 earlier before the chaos start of last week uh geography yeah. doesn't matter but you know the mountain west no. as i'm sure you know has that 36 million dollar buyout fee or whatever to get out of the conference but it seems like right right yeah they ironclad seems ironclad almost it, right it 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 really does actually uh you know you hear these every year every time a school is moved moving you hear about this big buyout fee but then you never hear about it again somehow it's get, they get paid or it gets forgiven who knows uh so it's just insane but it, clearly it seems the mountain west is holding the cards and i heard the word quote merger mentioned the the, the pack four 
uh, merging with the Mountain West, whatever that means exactly. Uh, who knows? Yeah, yeah, and that and that Mountain West, you know, they have um, two teams from California. That's San Jose State and San Diego State, and then you have Utah State, UNLV, Wyoming, New Mexico, Nevada, Hawaii. Oh, I'm sorry, Fresno State's in there as well from California, and Colorado mm-hmm. State, Boise State Air Force. And, you know, the independence, John, there's only Army, Notre Dame, UConn, and UMass. That's it. Four independents. Army, Notre Dame, UConn, UConn and, UMass. and UMass. UMass. Oh, my. Yeah. Well, we can relate to those schools, AP, <laughs> to say the least. You yes. Know? yes. I mean, I've covered the Army-Navy game. You and I covered... Many UConn games highlighted by, of course, Michigan at UConn back a few years ago. That was an incredible uh, experience right. to see that happening in stores, or not stores, Hartford, East Hartford. And uh, Army, yeah, so Army is Army. And then, uh, yeah, UConn. So that's fascinating. I, I can't say that I knew off the top of my head, even though I'm standing here in Massachusetts as we speak and have lived here for decades, that uh, UMass was an independent. Again, it's impossible to keep track of everything these days. Yes, uh, yes. And, and and John, you look at, let's say you look at a conference um, also, I was looking at the other conference, was the conference um, USA Conference USA. I remember them. And they have a couple. Yeah, they have a couple teams in Mexico State and UTEP. There was a Texas El Paso. Sure. And they sure. Sam Houston, Sam Houston as well. I mean, would anybody be interested in taking those teams? I, I don't know. If, I, I don't know the history of New Mexico versus New Mexico State in football. I don't know that history. I do not. I certainly am familiar with it in basketball. Um, but not so much in football. Yeah. So I, you know, don't know exactly where they fall they, in the they play pecking each other. order. Yeah, they yeah, play well, each I'm other. Sure they, the schedule. Yeah. they play each other in September. It's not the first game or the ending game. It's it's like the fourth game in the in September. Okay, they interesting. They play each other. Interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, they're big names. And again, you know, the, the basketball teams are quite well known. Uh and, you know, NCAA tournament-type teams. Uh, so, yeah, no, they're, you would think they would be highly desirable teams to bring into any conference. Uh, and AP, I, I can't I just – go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, I was going to say, John, I, I'm thinking if I'm the governor of New Mexico, why not convince them to both be in the same conference? I think it'd be fun. Correct. Correct. I don't know. It would be fun. No, no doubt about it. And these schools I, you mentioned, like I UTEP don't. and whatnot, the, the, you know, these schools play a good brand of football, no question about it. Um, yeah, so they've had their moments, yeah. So, oh, absolutely. I, you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, UTEP is, is, is way out there, West Texas, and you have yes. you know, Wyoming, Utah State, Nevada, all this, it's right nearby, and then the New Mexico schools and Nevada, a couple of Nevada schools, right? They're in the mm-hmm. same conference, and then you have California, Colorado State, I, um, Boise is in Idaho, and then Air Force, of course, Colorado. So, I don't know. To me, that would be that would be interesting to have, and you know, that to have those teams together. Now, Utah State, I mean, they're not in the same conference as Utah, but 
but there are a couple of schools in that conference from Utah, Boise State and Utah State. Correct. Yeah, Boise State. There's a there, there's a name that has certainly been on the national scene for a while. Uh, well, AP. I mean, there's basically what we're really saying is, you know, there's still a lot of dominoes potentially yet to fall. Um, so yeah. we shall see how it, uh, you know, turns out. But again, there is still um, a ways to go here. Uh, but I don't think. It's hard to imagine anything can ever rival what occurred last week, culminating on Friday with the massive movement of, you know, right. what was it, four to five, uh, you know, Pac-12 teams. Uh, but AP, we've uh, come to the end of our first segment together. Uh, still a lot more to chew on on this topic, to put it mildly. So why don't we take our first break now and we'll get to more college football chaos discussion on the other side so don't go anywhere voice america is on your favorite smart speaker if you have alexa or google home go ahead and give us a try hey alexa play finding your frequency podcast on tune in Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America Variety Channel. Developing new hunting grounds, creating a hunting co-op, and embarking on a spectacular off-road adventure is what's on tap this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav as we discuss bucks and backroads. Joining the boys will be Jeff Danker of Buck Ventures, John Carter, director and co-creator of Overlanders, and Mary O'Neill Phillips, host of Country Outdoors. The Revolution is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are 
listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. And A.P., uh, of course, we spent the previous segment talking about the chaotic week of upheaval in college football last week. And AP, you and I have long covered, we've covered the American football, the American conference since its inception. Uh, and we both know Mike Oresco, and I can't help but wonder how Mike is viewing the current situation of last week's chaos. And they're a non-Power 5 conference, but they've also had some, uh, <laughs> you know, some teams get into like you, University of Central Florida, who is now, I believe, in the Big 12. But yeah, uh, Mike, in many ways, in my mind, AP kind of helped. You know, he, he took the geographic uh, expansion to the next level, and basically they're all over the country, from Florida to Tulsa and Texas. And uh, yeah. So I, I, now that the geographic boundaries just frankly seem meaningless in, nowadays after last week, uh, can't help but think, wonder what he's thinking or what he might be doing with uh, this current situation. Because uh, again, he's been a pioneer uh, in breaking down geographic barriers, and now they're now they're all completely broken down. Yeah, John, I, I don't know what the next move is, but I know that Pac-4 at the moment has to do something. They have to merge yep. with the Mountain West, come up with some agreement with the ACC, or they'll as uh, you know, be gone, like the, the good witch said to the wicked witch, be gone. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, well, it, before it, somebody it, drops the house on you. <laughs> I think the house may have dropped last week on a couple of <laughs> schools. On, on I think the fact, so. I think on so. the conference itself, yeah. it dropped. The no, but, notice was late in the mail or something. Yes. <laughs> you know, something, yeah. Exactly. You got to pay your bills, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, AP, you 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 mentioned the ACC, and yeah, I mean, we're not hearing a lot of you know discussion about the ACC, and perhaps the four remaining West Coast schools in the Pac-4. Uh, what do you think about that? Is that, you know, given we just discussed in the previous segment, the massive $36 million buyout fee out of the Mountain West for schools to leave. Um, but yeah, ACC, let's not forget they're, you know, they're, they're in their own turmoil with the Florida State's president uh, demand, that would be the word, for more, for more money. Right. So you're trying to appease everybody, John. This is what we call politics, and people Correct. despise politics. But uh, anytime you have more than three three people together, that's politics, right? Correct. So if if you reopen the TV negotiation, does that give 
and out to Florida State to leave without any penalty. I don't know. I have to look up those facts and figures of the contract. But if the contract was open again, maybe that would be a more appealing uh, avenue for the Pac-12 to merge uh, with the ACC because they can get more money now that you're having, let's say, a California play a Clemson, a Stanford play a uh, Florida State, a, mm-hmm. um, you know, Washington Intriguing. State play North Carolina State, Oregon State play Virginia Tech or something. I don't know. I mean, those are games that you put in on a major network because they're power five teams at the moment. So, or would you say, all right, no, we're going to stay geographically true to our our location and merge with the Mountain West? Yeah, AP, you know, all very good points. I, I just feel like if, if if we've learned one thing, geography no longer matters. Maybe I'm wrong, but because I yeah. think they're, yeah. you know, but yeah. we'll yeah. see. John, but, what about this? Yeah, what about this? What if it matters to those four schools? What if it, they say, look, we're Oregon State. I don't think we like to fly to Miami for a ball yeah. game for our you basketball team a, or our men's, men's tennis team. Or I don't think we want to do that. So true, AP. I mean, there you can't have a longer flight in the United States than Miami to Seattle, so to speak, or somewhere yeah, in the state Washington of Washington state, or Oregon. Portland or something. Exactly. You, I mean, you think Miami literally... wants to fly to Pullman? <laughs> right there, you go. Yeah. What would Drew, Drew Bledsoe say about I, that? I right? don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah, know I either. I don't know. So, uh, uh, great question. But I think John, like Don Olmeyer, our, our our new best friend. Yeah. Exactly. The answer to all your what questions is saying. <laughs> And he's Go never ahead, been more, Go ahead. And he's never. The answer to all your questions is money. Don Olmeyer's famous quote. Uh, he was a, a executive at ABC Sports, and then Tony Kornheiser from Pardon the Interruption loves to use that line. And AP, I don't think that line has ever been more relevant than this past week, ever. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least, it I, has a renewed life. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be. Uh, it's a trademark now, or something, probably. Yeah, at this point. Exactly, exactly. So we're going to trademark that, that uh, reply. Yeah, yeah and AP, so, to call yeah, this, but, you know, for me to call this a week like no other last week, and, and it is for sure, but, you know, I, was, I, I live in Boston and was living in Boston when Boston College joined the ACC. I got season tickets uh, for Boston College, thinking my instant thought the day they joined the ACC was, oh, my gosh, I can go see Clemson and – Florida State play, you know, 20 minutes from my yeah. house, <laughs> you know, so right. I jumped on it and I did right. and they're great. They're, the Clemson fan base coming into Boston was spectacular and, uh, and yeah, so it's just, uh, and I was, you know, growing up in Pennsylvania, I was around for what we talked last week about being little did we know last week what was coming, but I did mention, I remember you and I discussed, you know, Penn State joining the Big Ten and leaving the Eastern schools, that many would say that was the beginning of, you know, what ultimately yeah, I, led to last week, you know, for big-name schools. Yeah, it right, was a shocking yeah. thing in Pennsylvania, um, can, trust me. Right, right. I, I can remember, John, even further back, 
in my memory, of course, Tulane and Georgia Tech were original members of the SEC. That was mid sixties they left. But when I remember when South Carolina left the ACC, I always thought that was strange. Very strange. Oh, very strange. AP. I, I you know, I remember the teams with Tom McMillan or Tom. Yeah, no, Tom Riker. I think his name Tom was Riker, uh, correct. Right, left Tom Riker yeah. with left John, too, Yes, yeah, with John Roach. And uh, yeah. they they were a fabulous ACC team. Yeah. And we're talking yeah. basketball, of course. And I, right. I yeah, I saw Tom Riker play in high school. That's where I remember it. Uh, I came to my hometown oh, for an kidding. invitational tournament. Yes, and uh, oh. and they were literally ACC basketball. They they had a run there when they were yes. you know kind of the darlings of the nation. Yes. And. Yeah, so I agree with you on that one, AP. I, I remember looking up one day and said, like, hey, what are they doing in the SEC? <laughs> uh, um, right. Yeah, but they're firmly there. And, yeah, it, it's just kind of crazy what's going on. But, AP, you know, I, I still haven't, and I said this in the first segment, I still haven't gotten over the fact that Pitt and Penn State, no, you, you know, no longer play. Although they did a home and home here very recently in the right. past that, couple of years. Yeah, that was a that was ridiculous. Yeah, because those were two. That was a great rivalry. It's it's oh my gosh, to be a great rivalry. And John, was, is it thirty years now? Penn State thirty years. In the yeah, they joined in the early nineties. I remember that uh, vividly. Gosh, and hmm. now it's just uh, you know it's just crazy. I mean. In the early 80s, I think three years in a row, if not, yeah, three years in a row, that game, Pitt-Penn State, this, one of them was number one in each of those three games, and it basically decided the national championship or who was going to go for the national championship, the winner of that game. And, yeah, and Penn State won one, um, I believe. No, that was 86. But anyway, uh, you, you understand my point. That, that was a tremendous – Yes, yes. Late November game every year. Oh, yeah. And, John, you know, Penn State, I believe when I did my list for the Blue Bloods, they're a Blue Blood top 10 all time. Yes. Winners in college football. Oh, no doubt. So, so you you see they're a Blue Blood. USC's a Blue Blood. Oklahoma's a Blue Blood. Texas is a Blue Blood. All those teams now, and I'm trying to think of anybody else on that list, have changed conferences. Yes. Exactly, exactly. It's it's truly mind-boggling, and uh, you know, again, the face of college football as of last Friday, in my mind, has changed forever. And uh, but AP, we're here at our final break. Still have a lot more to get to on this topic, so why don't we uh, take a quick break now, and we'll still have a lot to get to on the other side. So don't go anywhere. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Millions of people do not have children. Around the world, becoming a parent may be an unrealized dream and increasingly a deliberate choice. Yet our experiences remain largely unacknowledged across cultures, families, and friendships. Unconscious bias in public and workplace policy, media narratives, and educational content often renders us invisible. 
New Legacy Radio reveals these missing stories through the perspectives of our community and allies as we work to achieve meaningful change that recognizes our true and diverse experiences. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. All who live face a time of passing. Is death the end or will souls enter an afterlife? Have you ever wondered about historical figures and what they would say if they were alive today? Psychics and authors Barry and Connie Strom will use their gift of spirit communication to answer questions and channel spirits concerning the hereafter. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Barry and Connie Strom at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is this Thursday's Houston Texans at the Patriots, 7 p.m. Uh, at Gillette Stadium. And their fancy new scoreboard, the largest in America, A.P. I was there at, the pra- at our in-stadium practice on Friday night and... Uh, it's a wow, to say the least. Um, but AP, Mac Jones, someone you know well, is, uh, it's all about Mac right now. Everybody's looking forward. I, I watched him at practice at the practice on Friday night, but now we have a game in uniforms, and uh, everybody's anxious to see Mac bat on, back on the field on this Thursday night at Gillette Stadium. Yeah, I think it's a better marriage with Bill O'Brien, I, I believe. I agree. You Jones would know. And the Patriots. You would know. They were together I, at I Alabama. Think, well, he, well he, he, I, think he, I think he missed him, John, but I, but I, I still think, think he missed it's him. a better marriage. But they know each other, that's for sure. I, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I think it's a better marriage, I believe. Last year, I think that was kind of a disservice to, to Mac to bring in somebody who wasn't an offensive-minded right. coach, right? Patrician, yeah. he's, he's a defensive man, right? Absolutely. And Joe Judge was an off uh, special teams guy. Um, but anyway, yeah, O'Brien so, is in the house. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I think it'll work out with Mac and uh, Bill O'Brien. I, do too. I, I really do. I do too, AP. Uh, 
And, you know, speaking of Alabama, where Bill O'Brien was the OC for, in recent years, um, Nick Saban had some comments on the college football chaos. And he basically projected and maybe even used the word sad. And AP, I kind of feel yeah. sad. I talked a little bit in the first segment about, you know, growing up in the East Coast, how exciting it used to be to watch, you know, USC, UCLA, uh, you know, play in late November at the, you know, late starter, of course. And what a g- glamour. When I think of USC and UCLA and the Pac-10 in general, which it was at the time, I believe, if not Pac-8, glamour. They Maybe it's because they were 3,000 miles away in nice warm weather like we see every year at the Rose Bowl and AP, I just feel a little sad that a game like that, they may still play each other. They're going together to the Big Ten, but, you know, it won't be the same. No, it won't be quite the same. The beauty of it is you didn't get to see it very often, the Pac-12, and when you saw, you know, when a big game popped up, UCLA in basketball as well, with Walton and Bill Walton, Luau Cinder, you watched because it was a unique event. Yes. And, and, uh, John, the other thing is we did not discuss, I don't know how this is going to all, uh, be rearranged, but the college football playoff. Correct. Correct. Not to mention the Rose Bowl. I mentioned that in the first segment. What happens to the Rose Bowl? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, people, <laughs> I mean, for years, the Rose Bowl, they had the power. Correct. And they, and they used it and they used that they power. They sure did. They sure did. I mean, they didn't. They didn't hold back. They came down with a hammer, and there was no velvet at the end of it either. One hundred percent right. So, AP. They took on all comers and basically said it's going to be our way or the highway, and everybody yeah, so, bent to the granddaddy of them all. Yeah. So the granddaddy of them all, instead of having USC, UCLA, Washington, and the Rose Bowl, who plays in the Rose Bowl and they're opposing the Big Ten? Who? Right. I, I, exactly. Yeah. No. It's there are so many questions. I, uh, not I, near enough I answers. Guess it could be anybody, John. I, John, I guess it could be anybody. You could uh, see I, Duke playing in the Rose Bowl if they have a really good team, like the second yep. team in the ACC or something like that. Right. That thought crossed my mind, AP. Uh, you, you could, yeah, you could see Duke, Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was always Pac-12 hosting the. Big Ten or uh, whatever number you want to use for either conference, uh, that no longer seems like it's on the board, AP. It just doesn't, and that's the literal foundation of the Rose Bowl game. So, and it was always about, you know, uh, teams heading from the cold Midwest to play in, you know, beautiful Southern California on New Year's Day, the whole bit. It seems like that's going to go away. It's it's so... uh, Etched in Sad. my memory, John. I mean, you're just <laughs> Me saying the words. I, I have all. I, I can see the teams, and they're coming out on the field. And Kurt Gowdy was the announcer, and maybe Aldi Rogatis or somebody. I, I or, or Jim right. Sin, or whoever was doing the Keith game. Keith Jackson. I mean, Keith Jackson was. Keith Jackson years later in the mix, right, of yeah. course. Uh, exactly, AP. Yeah, we grew up on it, and we just loved it. And uh, and again, I, I felt feel like Nick Saban was just saying it's it's kind of sad. Uh, I, I read another quote it as is. we get to the end of the show, where I think it's the 
maybe uh, the Washington State coach. Somebody said, like, you know, fans won't be driving, won't be able to drive four hours to for an arch for an arch rivalry game anymore. And boy, that, right. that, no, they won't. No. that caught my eye. That just did yeah, that, four that hours. Part of the, yeah, the ride. Yeah, the ride was fun. You talking about the game and getting together. And, and John, I, I think that another thing that's uh, a bygone area, I don't think the generation now, I, I don't believe, I don't think 20s, 30s, um, maybe even 40-year-olds, I don't think there's any sentimentality to their feelings about uh, many things, really. Correct. At least, no, of course, the, I don't, yeah, I don't, I, don't they, they, I mean, they know there's, you know, let's say Georgia plays Auburn, that's the oldest rivalry in the South, and but I don't think they have that sentimentality that their parents, grandparents, great-grandparents have about any particular opponent. I really don't. It's just my team, I don't care who we play, make sure I can see them, they're on television, and uh, I, I just don't, I don't believe they have strong feelings about Correct. the opponent. And it's not their fault. They didn't grow up with it like you and I did. And they didn't experience, you know, the, uh, yeah. the days of, you know, television when, you you know, there were just a few games on a given Saturday that you could actually watch. And very right. often, yeah. late in the day or, that, or at night on a Saturday night, you would get a USC-UCLA to cap off your college yeah. football day. And, yeah. and it was special. It was special. And yeah. you watched. You're, John, you're a 15-year-old Penn State fan. Do you really care about Pittsburgh? I don't think so. No. Correct. I always okay. wished Pitt to do so. well, even though they were an arch rival. They were still in the state of Pennsylvania. And, yeah, uh, yeah well, AP, it's hard to believe we've come to the end of the show. Uh, in some ways, it's hard to believe, but given the topic we're discussing, it flew by. And we've only scratched the surface, so we're gonna we're gonna have a lot to talk about this fall. AP, as what has transpired will be unfolding on the field in front of us, if not this to a degree this year, but certainly next year. Uh, but AP, I want to thank you as always for calling in and sharing your thoughts on your area of expertise, college football. Hey, thank you very much, John. My pleasure. And thank you again, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 noon Eastern time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend. And we'll talk sports again next week.